This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's go back in time to 1932 as Congress brings you historic footage of the legendary original Celtics with whom all great professional teams are compared. We have now taken over your radio. Richie Guerin is about to show you the most important step in getting past a man. It's the first one. An Oscar will inbound it. The men in green, the Milwaukee Bucks, that's Al Cinder against Bellamy. It has Jordan. Allen shakes three. Gets two! to go in the first quarter for the Cow Palace. Here's Barry. Jordan. Open. Chicago with the lead. Hello and welcome back to the Over and Back Classic NBA podcast. I am Jason Mann and with me as always is Rich Crate. Rich, good to be back with you. Absolutely. We are continuing to chug away on this top 50 project the end is near though. the end is near indeed. we're almost there yes I'm, I'm very excited to finally launch our uh our new top 50 list and all that sort of stuff but yeah we got a few more guys to go through though sure. before we're sure. before we're ready for that sure. and it'll be fun don't make it sound like it's a drag it, this, is, this is fun people are gonna no i agree this. no it's yeah. been great it's just it, it's been a it's been a process but it's a good thing though it's, it, it, it's as we said on a few shows ago it'll be so rewarding when it's just, it, it's done because it's been a lot of work going in a lot of people to talk to a lot of scheduling on your part as well you've been doing a, just an unbelievable job of scheduling all the guests and doing all that sort of stuff so it's been a, a lot of work on your end and, and obviously i appreciate it but yeah it's been it, it, it'll be so good when it's over just not from the standpoint of it's good to be done with it but just that i think it'll be a very rewarding experience to be like ah yeah here we go yeah. like yes. we're done <laughs> like that's that's our list and that, that we're we're sticking with it for now yeah it'll be nice to be done with it too but that's it uh, <laughs> so um today we are talking about uh carmelo anthony uh sort of looking at his overall um case uh he is 120th in win shares 158th in win shares for 48th 173rd in box for plus minus, 130th in value over placement player. Uh, he has two uh, times he's been on the All-NBA second team and uh, four times on the All-NBA third team. He has never had a top 10 season in win shares, uh, win shares for 48, box for plus minus, or value over placement player, which actually surprised me quite a bit. Yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah. He has had two seasons uh, top 10 in PER. Um, he is 12th all time in points per game, fifth all time in usage percentage. Uh, and he on the, uh, slam, uh, 500, uh, all time players, which was done, I believe in 2011, he was 105th, uh, since then. So, um, he is a great scorer, uh, a very productive scorer and can score from many points in the floor. Uh, but maybe not that many other things that he necessarily does that would, you know, be in the top 50 range, you know, based on the advanced metrics is not looking so great, but uh, I don't know, Rich, what do you think? 
Yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. And I was actually shocked because when we went into this, I knew she was thinking, no, you know, Carmelo's not there yet. I mean, there's stuff he can do, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit of, of maybe that he can do later in his career to help him out or, or, or to, you know, up his chances or whatever. But then I went in and I was like, okay, let me look at these advanced stats and, and, and see, you know, where he does really rank. Because initially my thought was no, he's not a top 50. And then I look and I go, man, like he has like no – it's hard to even make a, an argument for him right now based off a lot of that stuff. Based off of anything besides points per game, and that's you know when we're talking about all time stuff as well, I was kind of shocked at the, the you know top ten leaderboards like you mentioned. Never you know you know top ten in win shares per forty eight. Never in win shares. You know never in, in value over replacement player. And then also you look at the you know the second team. You know two times on the second team isn't anything to slouch at. But you would almost think given that it's. You know, you think Carmelo Anthony, I think people of our generation, we, you know, he gets a lot of coverage and a lot of hype and a lot of stuff. And I'm not saying he's like overrated or anything like that. I just think you, you you sort of think he's better than he really is. And when you really look at it, and especially in the in the case of doing this project where we're looking at, you know, the best of the best, he's just not there right now. Yeah. I'd say that he can't. But right now, right now, it's it's really I, I would love to hear anybody make an argument because I just I just don't know if you can. Yeah. And I do love watching him play like he's fun. Um, oh, absolutely. And he does a lot of things, I, I think, like better than his 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 reputation goes. I mean, he can defend when he wants to. He's not locked into it. But, you know, he has especially a power forward. He's not too bad. Um, you know, he 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 can actually pass pretty well. And like I said, he, he has a lot of scoring range. It's just that, um, you, you know, yeah, it's it just not there like really just the way that he plays maybe limits him in in some respects and maybe it's the right way for him to play in terms of you know what his team needs maybe it's not but in terms of just you know and and in, in terms of you know what he needs to kind of do to be on here yeah he's not even close and you know some of those all nba teams i mean he's behind you know some great forwards you know Dirk right, duncan right. you know um when he's moved in onto the east and been more to the prime of his career he's had a better shot kind of at those at those marks but a lot, he's been behind a, a lot of guys who you know are all-time greats but really i mean yeah if you kind of look at him and even kind of compare him to sort of his generation of guys you know i'm i'm not sure he's in the you know top 5 i don't think he's necessarily been in the top 5 cases of guys you know from when his career started to now i mean he's definitely behind wade he's definitely obviously behind lebron you know probably a couple other guys so i i really yeah I, i'm definitely not seeing I do kind of wonder, like, okay, what would he have to do in his 30s to kind of be in this conversation? Yeah, so for the purpose of this, we looked at a few guys that I thought uh, would be good comps, or we, we talked off air, would be really good comps, I think, for for Carmelo Anthony at this point, at, you know, age 30, to see, you know, where these guys went after age 30 and what they, you know, amassed before age 30, just to get an idea of what, as you said, what Carmelo could do to sort of reach the level that some of these guys did, or possibly, you know, lower, you know, not reach that level. Well, well anyway. Uh, Paul Pierce, uh, he, I'm looking at value over replacement player in win shares, and this is till their age 30 season, so just to get an idea of what we're doing here. Uh, Paul Pierce, 40.7 value over replacement player, and then 93.9 win shares. Uh, Vince Carter, 37.2 value over replacement player, and then 76 win shares, so he's a little bit lower than uh, Pierce in value over replacement, but a very low uh, in terms of win shares. Uh, Trace McGrady, uh, another one of the comps, uh, 49.9 value over replacement player, so he's above, way above Carter and, and, and Pierce at this point, and then 93.5 win shares. Uh, by age 30 of course as we know that he didn't add too much to that resume unfortunately afterwards but this gives us uh, finally some good comps to Carmelo who at this point um, 26 point or 25.6 rather uh, value replacement player so that's well below all three of those guys it's almost 10 lower than Vince Carter who was the lowest of the the top three uh, and then 86 win shares which is is higher than Vince Carter 
but uh, definitely lower than Pierce and McGrady. Not necessarily, not not about you know about like eight lower in terms of them in terms of win shares. So I don't know. I mean, I guess the big question would have to be, and I I was sort of thinking of this, Jason, when we were talking a bit off, you know, talking a little bit about this off air, is that. Do you see Carmelo having more like superstar years after this, or does he sort of have to turn into a role player esque guy? Not not necessarily. I'm not saying like a six man role player or whatever, but a guy that's sort of the second guy on a really good team, and then he can amass you know a bunch of stuff and and play until he's forty or whatever. Or do you think it just takes you know having four or five more like super productive, basically what we've gotten in the past three year Carmelo years uh, to get to to that point to where we maybe even talk about him in the top fifty? I I don't know. He, he- it's going to be tough. I mean, if he does have like four or five more years that are, you know, compare best seasons you know, a couple of years ago, then, yeah, I, I think then you can kind of start just thinking about, you know, what a great even though, yeah, maybe he lacks in some of the other areas. He's just such a great, such a productive scorer, although not really that efficient of a scorer. Um, mm-hmm. That's been a little tricky, too. I mean, you know, yeah, it would help him to be on some really great team on some really great teams and be you know, like the number one or, or a strong number two guy. Um, that doesn't necessarily seem like it's in the cards. You, you never know. But um, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's it's definitely going to be an uphill climb. I mean, I, I, there isn't really necessarily much in the way of like influence or like he's a famous player. But I, yeah, and that's I was actually going to bring that up because I remember that was one of the criteria that we mentioned when we were doing these top 50s is let's look at, you know, cultural influence. And there's a guy we're going to talk about in a few episodes here where maybe, you know, statistically he might not add up. But culturally, I mean, he's such a huge figure. I, Mello, I, I don't know. I don't really get that. I feel like, you know, in 20 years. I, I don't know if people are going to – I mean, it's weird though. It's interesting because I feel like you know now he's so he, – he's in a way he's significant. And I feel like everybody knows him and like he's a very popular figure. But I don't know if like generationally he's going to stand out, you know, especially in this era with, with so many other, you know, as we've talked about throughout this podcast, like generationally amazing legends or whatever. I, I just don't know where Melo is going to be in 20, 30 years when we talk about this era. Yeah, I mean, being in New York helps, I guess. But um... – yeah, I, I just think like he's a, you know, he's he's a fun player to watch. But he's not necessarily like a d- dynamic player. Um, you know, he's not like the most vinable player in the world. If it, right. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, no, absolutely. Yeah, he's his best games are like when he's just on fire. Like, like, but you can the games where he's not, or he's just sort of being, you know, a. a mediocre not necessarily mediocre, but just kind of being okay or whatever. Those games are just like there, there's just nothing there. But then when he's on. Like there, there's nothing better than watching Carmelo where he's just like, uh, like, you know, because especially the difficulty of a lot of his shots. I mean, he doesn't take shots in areas that are, you know, the most efficient spots or whatever. And, and guys are draped over him or whatever. But when he's having those games where he just cannot be stopped, it, it's it's one of the most entertaining things in the league. But like you said, yeah, a lot of the times the games are just sort of like it's over and you're like, oh, Melo had 25. Huh, that's interesting. Like, yeah. I didn't really like I've been to games live where I've, I've been there and like, oh, shit, Melo has like 28 points. I didn't even notice. Like, when did that happen? Because it's just sort of it, it just kind of happens. And it's 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 unique in that sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe the best situ- the the best you know, hypothetical situation for him is if he were able to be to join sort of like a you know a two thousand eight Celtics type team, you know, like, mm-hmm. like Pierce was at that point in his career. Like if he's able to kind of get on that super team and just you know be, be like exactly in the right role like Pierce's because he's not. Uh, you know, Pierce is ahead of him somewhat in terms of, you know, where they are at about the same point in their career. But it, it, it's relatively close. I don't know if you yeah. would have thought of Pierce as a top 50 guy, 
you know, at age 30, you know, whether he really would have been like a super great candidate for that. But um, but but now I think he's a very good candidate for that. And it's because of the second decade of his career. And he's never, you know, Pearson, we'll talk more about him later, obviously. But, um, you know, I don't know if at his peak people thought of him as a the, the top you know, three or five player, like people have thought about Carmelo. I mean, he he was runner up in MVP one year, whether that was actually merited is another question, but you know, he at least has had that, that view of him. McGrady's had that view of him as well. Carter and Pierce less. So, so, you know, um, I, I, it's not impossible. It it is conceivable, but I don't think it's likely. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I think the thing with Pierce is obviously at his age 30 years is the year of, you know, the Celtics great run in the NBA final run or whatever. But if we look at the year prior and you look at, at Pierce's career prior, I think a lot of people forget that this guy. And, and like you said, we are there's a future episode that we have on Paul Pierce. Where we'll talk a little bit more about this. But he was a guy that I, I'm sure you remember. People kind of had the same a lot of the same questions, not necessarily, you know, in terms of, you know, Will he be a winner? But a lot of stuff of like, what will he sacrifice to be a winner? You know, is he just kind of a guy who puts up points on on a good team or whatever? And we remember those Antoine Walker Boston years where it was like, yeah, these guys are entertaining, they're fun, they do all this sort of stuff, but that's not winning. I mean, yeah. is this guy really ever going to be, you know, a champion or the part, you know, the number one player on a championship? And it turns out, no, he's not, but he's going to be a great number two, <laughs> like a, you know, an, an amazing number two for, for a good run. And then he's going to, also, I mean, that, that's the thing, too, is we're looking at this guy. He's about to approach his age, you know, 37, 38 season. You know, that's age 30 when he wins an NBA title. He's got another, you know, like you said, seven or eight years that he added to that as well. So that's it, it might have to be a comp like that for Mello where he, he, you know, in the next few years, who knows, whoever comes to New York or Mello goes elsewhere or whatever, and he just becomes a solid number two and then does it for seven more years or whatever. But is that probable? I mean, we're, we're saying that we're kind of fancy, you know, kind of thinking of that in our mind i i don't know i it's it's to me i think pierce is a rare case and i don't know i i, I just don't know if Melo can can get there i mean he can it's possible but i i wouldn't bet on it that's where i would probably be yeah at. I, I also think it helps if there's like a signature like clutch shot in a playoff moment for him um which sure. I, I if he's had one i don't recall it i mean he's obviously hit big shots but it, you know there's not really a um you know, I, I I can't think of one off the top of my head of like you know a big a big game winner or you know even like a you know particularly big game and you know in mm-hmm. a, in a major series. Um, you know, he hasn't advanced that far in the playoffs except for that one year with Denver. So, um, so that would certainly help either. That's obviously helped Pierce's case. Certainly. So yeah, I think I think the consensus is I, I think we can just kind of knock him out, right? I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I'm pretty I'm pretty easy on doing that. I don't think he needs to be in the in the final running. Yeah. Sorry, Mo. Sorry. <laughs> we apologize. All right. Um, so everyone can, um, of course, find uh, Over and Back at HarvardProxism.com. And please uh, subscribe to our iTunes feed, um, Over and Back and or the uh, HP Network. They both are on iTunes. Uh, ratings and reviews are always appreciated. All the great podcasts, of the, including us, are on the HP Network feed. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Over and Back. NBA and uh, you can find us also our uh, forums at over and back NBA.com and we have a new newsletter that you can uh, subscribe it's a weekly newsletter with a kind of a roundup of uh, uh, what you know news and um, articles and podcasts and everything that's been written you know in the past week or so of uh, NBA history so we just uh, started it hopefully people will enjoy it already gotten a nice little start on that so uh, check that out as well so until next time uh, thanks for listening and goodbye
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.